Welcome to the third episode of The Handoff with Harrison Hamilton. I'm Jeff Hamilton, football writer for the Winnipeg Free Press. Of course, you know my co-host, Andrew Harris, running back for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Andrew, how you doing, man? Just another wicked day in your awesome life, bro, or what? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to today, actually. I'm going to pick up some steaks, having the O-line and the running backs over, my new my new digs. Um, looking forward to it. Heading up Food Fair, local, local food. Uh, shout out to Food Fair. Always give, give me the finest cuts. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good day. I mean, it's not too hot outside, so we'll hang out in the backyard and not be sweated out. So it's a nice day today and to have a barbecue and uh, get ready for our game tomorrow. Right on. Zeeds, if you want to throw us some, some advertising money, feel free. <laughs> this is Andrew Harris giving you some free airtime. Andrew, I wanted to get right into Duran Carter, but let's just wait and, since you brought up this barbecue. So you, you went to food fair. I hope you got a deal because you're feeding how many hundreds of pounds of guys What's a meal with the O-line look like? All right, so uh, I got I actually got it in my notes. We got steak, baked potato with all the fixings, so bacon bits, sour cream, butter. Um, then we got some shrimp. Uh, I'm getting some pierogies. Yoshi's never had pierogies before, so I'm going to get him some uh, Ukrainian pierogies. And uh, I'm doing some bruschetta. And then I'm going to go to Baked Expectations and get some, some cakes. And uh, I think John Rush baked an apple pie. Our fullback, I don't know. He, that's what he does in his spare time. He bakes for us. Oh, and some and some salad, Caesar salad. And I'm gonna do like some roasted peppers on the barbecue, roasted peppers and mushrooms and stuff like that. So how's the new digs, man? You're out in in Oak Bluff. That's about as much as we'll give people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, everyone knows where I live because there's three streets out there. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, well, hey, you know what, man? If, if they want to egg outside your house, I mean, I think there's a couple other. You got Doug Brown to help you out. You got Jeff Fisher, I think, is on the same street. So you got some muscle there to back you up in case there's an issue. How, how is the new place? You enjoying it? I'm loving it, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, far enough outside the city, close enough to the city. Um, yeah, it's beautiful out there. It's fresh air, great skies. You can see the stars at night. It's, it's gorgeous. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into Duran Carter. And anyone who... who Listen to our first episode, you had some choice words about him just regarding his social media presence and what kind of, you know, a little bit about the, the uh, me first attitude and the effects that um, that can have in a locker room. And, and anyone who's followed the league knows that John Carter was released by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which is, to me, pretty insane somewhat surprising not so much surprising because of you know his, his antics in previous years he was released in a similar situation with Montreal but just the fact that from the outside it looked like he was taking one for the team by playing defense and I think now that we that we've seen that he's you know moved on from this club maybe it wasn't about taking it for the team how do you look into that situation I just see it as his all his off-field antics all his his attitude his character just kind of caught up to him and I mean, you talk to anyone on that team, and you know there's there's so many issues that never surfaced and um, things that happened, and I just think yeah, it, it just caught up to him eventually. And now you look at it, and teams are teams are reluctant to even want to sign him because of the character that he brings and the, and the kind of uh, distraction that he can be. Great, great athlete, great player, but all the other stuff it just just outweighs the talent. I mean. Talent's, talent's honestly overrated in, in, in so many aspects. I mean, Lapo just talked about that, that, that this week, is that you know you want to have good character guys. You want to have guys that come to work, they work hard, they're good character teammates. 
because you have guys like that, you know, you know, unifying and, and becoming a team is, is much easier when you have individuals who, you know, beat to their own drum and, and you know, there's a lot of negativity and distractions that come with them. And it, it, it's hard. It's hard to to win. It's hard to be focused and it's hard to it's hard to attain a goal with, with, with players like that. So, I mean, again, I, I think it just I think it just caught up to him now. And, you know, it's unfortunate because, like, like I said, he, he's, he's definitely a great athlete and a great player. And, you know, hopefully he can figure it out and, you know, maybe get I don't know how many chances the guy needs, but hopefully this will be, you know, a wake-up call for him, and you know he can he can figure it out and, and find a place to play and and, uh, and and stick there. See, that's the thing for me is I don't know if if we're going to see a Duran Carter that's going to own accountability. I mean, whether it's been in college when he's in JUCO, Ohio State, you know, Montreal, this situation, it seems like it's you know the common denominator is him. Yet his his answers are you know, the team or, you know, people lie to you and stuff like that. I don't know if we're going to see Deron Carter in the CFL this year. There were some teams that were interested. I mean, everyone thought he was going to go to Montreal. Montreal came out and made a statement that they're not going to sign him. But what I found interesting was people were talking about, you know, he's the kind of guy that if you can put him into a good locker room, if you can get him in, you know, a group of leaders, uh, a team that's, that is, is, you know, like yourselves, five and three, um, or, or team even higher than you, that if you can add that extra piece to put you over the top, that he would be a good add. What's your take on, on that? I find any any person in any field or anything, any any type of person that's always pointing other, other, uh, the finger at someone else and doesn't take ownership of, of their actions and, and the things that they're doing is, is someone that needs to figure themselves out. You know, they, they got to do some soul searching. And no matter what it is, you know, you know, it could be an office, it could be, you know, a professional football team, it could be any any kind of organization. If there's if there's people that are always pointing the finger and, and you know, never taking ownership of their actions, it's, uh, it's tough to work with those type of people. I mean, they're just they're just always it's it's a selfish thing. It's 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 never them. It's it's always someone else. It's every everyone's against them. In some cases, that may be, but it's it's not always 100% that way. And and again, you need to you need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that your your environment, the product of your environment, is is, is based off your your actions and what you're doing and and how you're living your life and how you're treating people and your character. And uh, I mean, even for myself, I've been in situations where even in BC, where my my attitude and my negativity towards how we were running our offense or how, you know, how we were handling certain things. And anytime you're always pointing the finger um, and there, it always comes back to you and, 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 and it did come back to me in, in a negative way. So, and whether that be how the team flipped it on me or how the coordinator flipped it on me or at the time, I'm the bad guy or that, that person's the bad guy. But then at the end of the day, you know, it, it's a team game and uh, you really got to check your ego at the door and, and, and realize that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more people involved and it's not just about you. I mean, uh, you got to put the, the, the logo on, on your helmet, on, on that jersey before the, before the name in the back. And, and that really holds true in, in a lot of situations. So, again, it's just, it's just a team game. It's, a, you know, an organization that's, that's trying to build something. And we have individuals that bring in neg- negativity and are always pointing the figure, f- or finger at someone else. It's, uh, it's a tough work with them. Can you think of a time over your career where, and I think Duran Carter is a unique case because I don't think there's anyone out there like Duran in this league, but can you think back in your, your years at, at, at BC, maybe even in Winnipeg, where a guy came into the team, whether he was acquired during the season or you know was, was a, a pickup in the offseason, where he kind of came in with a reputation of a, of a, you know, a bit of a head case or had some issues with, with being a team guy and, and kind of was a good ending, was able to kind of adapt? Um, yeah, we had, we had a couple guys in junior that that fell out of school that came to us that were you know all stars and are um, yeah all stars in university and they had a bit of an ego and I mean 
in junior, it's it's funny to think back. Like you know, I was like early twenties then, you know, late teens, and and to to understand how to how to kind of corral a, an individual with an ego like that, not just myself, but you know, as as leaders and captains on that team, and to, and to kind of get them to buy into the team atmosphere. I mean, it's 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 amazing when you can see someone kind of coming with that ego and that and that character, and, and you can kind of see it morph and, and turn to a to a positive person and to one that's about team, and they become a better a better person, a better player, and ultimately, I mean, for for the team, it just it just works out that much better. But you know, it's it's tough though because. Especially at professional at this professional level, a lot of guys in any league, you know, they're just worried about that check and, and you know worried about their stats and, and what they're doing. And as much as a lot of guys talk about winning the Grey Cup, you know, there's there's a lot of people that don't mean that, or a lot of people that aren't aren't really caring about a championship. They're just there for that check, for that for their for their stats, for their for that for that stardom. And uh, it's 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 sad. It's unfortunate. But it's uh, it's 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 the world we live in, and I mean, it's in every field. You I mean a lot of people are just out for themselves, you know. And uh, but it's easy, it's easy to see through. It's easy to, it's easy to uh, get a feel for that. On this team and this organization, I haven't seen that personally um, with with anyone, and but I have in the past in other teams. And, and like I said, it's it's hard to win with guys like that. It's hard to you know go out and 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 put your neck on the line for a guy that you know all he cares about is how many rushing yards he's gonna get, or how many tackles he's gonna get, or you know whatever his stat line is gonna be. So uh, I mean, that's 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 the biggest thing is just making sure that you're going out there for the right reasons and that's for the team all right more drama out of out of saskatchewan you know surprise surprise rob bag's back rob bag was cut beginning of the year injury a lot of talk from one side in saskatchewan saying that he you know they they were worried about a twenty-five thousand dollar fine if they kept him on or or if, if they put him on the sixth game and it was less games and and then you know the cflpa comes out and says he's been made whole of the situation that he's been paid for it what do you think about because this is a game where you can get you can it's a league and in, in a you know the cfl is a league where you can get cut at any time and not get your paycheck i mean this is injuries are a serious thing there's something to consider on both sides player and team what are the challenges with that well there's there's a lot of different angles towards it i mean there are teams that will try to hold you back, even though you you might be healthy, because they they wanna they wanna eventually cut you, and they might say, okay, you're not healthy yet. We wanna and and maybe that's to see another person in there, and then once they they clear you, you know, you might be up for a couple of practices, and then you get cut. Um, you know, there's situations like that where it's 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 a personnel thing, but there's also situations where guys guys just don't want to play because they're a little bit nicked up and. I mean, you always hear the old adage, are you hurt or are you injured? Can you play? The best players that I've played with and, and the guys that I've respected and, and the guys that I try to emulate as, as far as that aspect is, you know, you're going to be nicked up. You're going to be a little bit hurt throughout the season. You're going to be, you know, going to have little injuries that they're going to nag. And, but you still got to come out every, every game and, and, and still ball out and play. I mean, if, if it's something where you can't go and you can't, you can't perform at your, at, your, at your highest level, I mean, even, even Osh talks about it. If you're, if you're 61%, Give me all your 61%. You know what I mean. Or if you're 80%, give me every 80% that you are, the whole 80% you got, right? So I mean, I take a lot of pride in being that kind of guy. And um, but having said that, there's lots of guys that that won't play if they're if they're 75% or if they're 89%. They want to they want to make sure that they're 100%. And uh, you know they're they're feeling they're feeling the best that they can be. And and I mean. Everyone's different, right? They if they feel a bit off, they don't want to go out and, and make a bad play or have a bad game and have that on tape. And you know that's another side of it too. If they ha they play they play like crap and they're they're a liability out there, that could be rough for their career as well. So, but you got you got you got to be able to play through nicks nicks and bruises and, and and little things like that because this is this is the tough game. It's a it's a violent game. It's a physical game, and it's one where you need to be able to to keep coming back no matter uh, no matter what's going on. So here's the thing, I've heard 
from former players, current players, that there's such thing as football injuries, that, that just injuries that I think you alluded to, that, you know, nicks, bruises, stuff that may keep some guys out. But from a team perspective, you're almost kind of expected to play through it. Is, is, that, is that true? Like, is that something that, are there injuries where you're, you know, as teammates, you kind of look at a guy and you might expect him to play through? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're every every guy who's played the, in the league for more than or played the game for more than five years will know that there's there's certain injuries that you know you can play through. But when you when you see another guy sit down for it or you know miss a practice for it, you kind of wonder, okay, what's this guy all about? You know, how tough is this guy? Can I can I trust this guy? You know, in the fourth quarter with two minutes left, and you know we got we got a big drive, and is he going to be a guy that's going to sit out or or, or want to go down or you know? I mean, there's just there's, it's just a toughness factor. But yeah, I mean. Being being tough is a tough thing to be able to do, and uh, being able to elevate your game through the injury or the or the pain that you're going through. And I mean, I, I even I've, I've said to myself, and, and and I've had some of my best games when I've, when I've gone into, you know, warm up, being like, I don't feel right right now. I don't feel 100%, and you know, a bit nicked up, and and you just kind of forget about it. I mean, you look at that Jordan, Michael Jordan game. He had the flu. You know, there's so many guys that 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 can elevate their game when they're when they're not feeling right. They're having they're working through injuries and. I mean, uh, to me, that 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 takes a certain type of person, a certain type of player. Those are the those are the guys that that are great players, and the guys that have great careers are the ones that are consistently in games because they're playing through injuries. Because no one no one's going to go through a season, 18 games without having a nick or a bruise, and and you know it's those guys that play that, that those 18 games through all that stuff, and and uh, and, and still are successful. You heard it right there, guys, from the Michael Jordan of the CFL. <laughs> Moving on to uh, charges in the league and this has been a big issue charges among players in the league and this has been, been a big issue for the last I'd say since the offseason really I mean the CFLPA issued a statement that um, kind of put the put the league on notice that you know they can't be playing judge and jury that if, a, if somebody is charged with a, a crime but hasn't been convicted hasn't had their day in court it's been you know an immediate cut we've seen it with you could Cummings in the offseason we've seen it with Jerome Messam recently we've seen it with with other guys and you know, it's an interesting debate because you know some of those cases and some of those some of those charges are serious charges, sexual violence charges. So it's not, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that argue with some. There's been a handful of fans. I'd say, you know, you could almost argue a majority of the fans are, you know, see it as strict punishment that this won't go in the league. But I imagine as a player, you know, you might have a different perspective on it. It's not that you don't don't think those charges are serious, but if you don't get your day in court and you know that just by getting charged, you know, you could lose your job. That's. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that's fair. I mean, I get that there's a zero tolerance, and uh, you know, it's definitely something that I, I respect. And you know, as having a daughter and you know, a mother, and you know, just women that I respect in my life, that you know, it's definitely something that is important to have zero tolerance with. But for me, this is this is my whole thing with it. With this, is that someone could say something about someone, and right away that comes out as they're being charged with say it's sexual assault but what happens when they're not guilty that person already has that label so that so someone gets charged someone gets charged with sexual assault and it's all over the internet it's all over the papers and that's a black mark on someone's life and that's and like you know that, and that's a serious thing i mean guys are getting cut from it and i understand that's zero tolerance but what happens this thing i gotta stop you it's not zero tolerance in this yeah. league there's a perception that it's zero tolerance but the domestic violence and sexual violence policy is not zero tolerance in fact it's rehabilitative. It's the opposite. It's supposed to give guys opportunities to not lose their income. It's about changing the way they view their behavior. And by doing so, 
or by cutting them, you're you're losing their main income. It's 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 contradictory. So I understand that's the approach the league is taking zero tolerance. Yeah. But when they when they touted this this policy two years ago, it was the exact opposite. I, I mean, I'm convinced that Randy Ambrosi has never read the policy. So yeah. these moves are a little bit contrary, but I, I get your point because that's what that's what they're going with. They're going with zero zero tolerance right now. Yeah, but yeah, like but back to what I was what I was saying too is it's like if someone if someone gets this black mark on their on their name and you know they lose their job, then they go to court and they're proven not not guilty. So in my eyes, like you just you just put this black mark on someone, and that's never going away going away. No matter what they do, no matter what happens, someone Google's your name, Bill Smith, whoever it is, the name, and that comes up. That's the first thing that comes up. What happens to the person who put this out there? What it, what, like, what, uh, that's the one thing that bugs me about this, this, this whole people speaking out. And, and there's so many cases where it comes out not guilty. And people's lives are being ruined. People's lives are... And on the, on the flip side, yes, there's, there's cases where they're guilty and, and you know, they, they got to deal, deal with their time and, and the consequences that come along with that. But, I mean, there's, on the other side, though, what happens to that person that's, that's, you know, that played the victim that was was making up a lie or or not being untruthful or and, and and got a guy cut got their source of income cut got this got this black mark on their name and you know now they have to deal with this for the rest of their lives what happens to that person it's a good question and, and you know uh apologies to bill smith out there just in case <laughs> that you know they feel they feel taken back the bill smith. sorry but bill yeah, smith. I mean, uh, but it, yeah that's what i mean though like that's the that's the issue is is that you know you lose your income and then you know can you really you have the you have the black eye already you know you know the black mark on you but it's you know it's coming back you know a lot of these guys you know a lot of these things where it's it, these statements from the league has been you know we've released this guy and we've made sure that nobody can sign this person to a contract is so my, the cflpa comes out with this statement is that in your knowledge, a movement from the players? I mean, is it protection from you guys? Has there been chatter about, you know, these situations over the last few months? I think I think it's just trying to send a message to, to the rest of the players that there's zero tolerance and that if, if something comes out that you're going to be basically exiled from the league. But, uh, I mean, I, 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 I hear where you're coming from and I think that there should be some sort of process with, you know, whether it be a psychologist or some sort of doctor going through and, and talking to these, the people that are going through these issues or, or these charges and just getting to the bottom of it. Is, is it something that's deeply rooted? Is it something that's, uh, you know, been going on in their lives? Because everyone has issues and, and things and the reasons why they do things. And I think that, that approach on top of, you know, getting, getting, getting to the bottom of the, the truth and um, but that all that stuff takes time, like going to court and in and, and the re most recent case, this is something that happened in 2016, you know, so now it's coming out and, and now he's now he's facing, you know, the fact that he that he that he got released. And I'm talking about in, in Jerome Messam's case. And I mean, it's 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 unfortunate that it happens. And, and but again, I mean, the, the league, the league is trying to make an example of, of, of these guys right now and and just letting them know that, you know, we're not going to tolerate this. So act accordingly, act accordingly. It's good advice for everybody out there. Nick Dembski, man, Winnipegger, having a hot season, but he's kind of, he's an interesting guy to me because he's very talented. You know, I think there was a lot of expectations coming into this year, not just from him, but from this team who signed him in the offseason. Kyle Walters talked about how he had hoped to draft him, but obviously that year they had the second pick, ended up picking Suk Chung. That worked out. I don't think Dembski went until fifth or sixth. Gets him on the team this year. He's, he's throwing lights out, but the thing that sticks out with me with Nick is that he never really talked about coming home as anything more than a business decision. 
And, you know, I don't knock them for that. I mean, this league is a business. That's what you, sh you should be looking after yourself. Um, when you came to Winnipeg, obviously, you, you know, you, you were talking about how proud it was to come here, but you had already registered, you know, a number of years with the BC Lions. My question for you is, if we see Nick Dembski continue to flourish the way he is, you'll be back in a Bombers jersey next year? I think he will be. I think having a hometown player that's as explosive as he is and, you know, just, just, just the, just the fact that he's from here. You can see the excitement from. I mean, I, and I've, I've seen the last two years, and you know, especially this year as well. But even, even having, you know, four guys on the team from Winnipeg, people are excited about that. I mean, from a business decision, from Wade to Kyle to, you know, from that aspect, you know, selling jerseys and bringing people in the stands. I think, you know, having him back here is probably for the be the, be the best thing for them. And you know, the way he's playing too, he, he's, he's showing, he's proving his, his worth. And he's a guy that I look at like, like a little brother to me. He, I, I find him very, very similar to me. And you know, even how he acts and talks and the way he thinks and, you know, his hockey background. And, I mean, there's, there's so many similarities that we have. And, and uh, so it's, it's been awesome to get to know him. But, you know, he's, he's still got a lot of potential. Like, he's 24 years old. And, I mean, I think of back when I was in 20, 24 years old, I think I was two, 2012. You know, I was coming off my a big, big season. And where, where my mindset was at and, and the support I had. And I think that he's got all the tools and, and, and the right people around him to, to really – becoming an even greater player than he already is and and even in, and even in Lapo's offense I think that he's still got a lot of potential within that so um, I'm excited for him and I'm proud of him and, and and it's been awesome to watch him you know to to have a breakout year like he's having and and how he's handling it too he's it was almost like he was a little bit more cocky than the, the before and now he's kind of like humbled up and realized that this is this is a game that you know can get taken from you like that is as far as you know injuries and you know miss missing some of the games that he had in the past and you know, and that's another thing. Back to the injuries, you know, just playing through nicks and bruises, and you know, he's 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 doing that, and he's and he's playing well. And and again, I just like I said, I'm I'm real proud of the kid. Yeah, and that wasn't me to put you know you on the spot or to suggest that Nick doesn't want to be here. I talked to Nick after after the workout today, and you know, talked about how exciting it was to be in the city. How you know, not only the team has embraced him, but the city's embraced him. That he's you know he's gotten the opportunities, especially coming off that broken foot last season. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to do what he's doing is 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 spectacular, and and certainly you know his ability to get into the end zone and be the stairmaster and excitement. Yeah. Who's winning the Who's winning the the uh, end zone dance competition right now? Between me and him. Between the whole team, the whole, uh, I think me and the O liner have got got it down right now. I mean, between the hippo, between the DJ, between all the all the spikes we got going on, I mean, I think I think me and the O line of uh, are definitely in the lead. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think it. I I, I liked. I did like the book turn, but I have a short term memory. It's the only one I can really think of right yeah, now. That's but that's the only one he's done. That's, that's it. Other than that, he's just yeah. He doesn't really. I'll get him to start dancing, man. So we can actually have a competition out of this. We'll, we'll get we'll get it going. That's but maybe honestly, when you when you talk about Nick and and when he came here, I mean, coming home, there's a lot of pressure with that. So coming out and saying it's, it was a business decision and you know not giving them too much is is almost kind of it's smart on his on his side of things because if he comes in and talks about you know the way I was doing it and 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 I don't show out or have a good a good year, I mean it's it's easier for people to to turn on you, right? So I mean business decision for his and and his side of things, and I mean again it's there's there's a lot of pressure of coming home. You know, there's a lot of distractions of coming home. And, uh, I mean, again, he's handling it, handling it well and um, he's having a great year.
What's it like to get in the stands, man, after a touchdown? I mean, there's excitement going. Obviously, you just scored, but you're like, is there any concerns that you're going over into into the public? Is there? Is it? Is, is it all excitement? What do the fans say to you? Like, do you? Uh, is it just, a blur? It's it's madness. It's like it, there's like a concern and almost like a a want to like have someone just pour beer in my face. But it's like, oh, that'd be kind of with me. Like, I don't really want it, but I kind of do want it. But you know, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean. Uh, they're just screaming, yelling. There's popcorn going everywhere. Drinks getting spilt, and uh, it's it's madness. And I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to, to engage with them and and have them uh, excited about what we're doing, and and just have them a part of the game. Let's clarify that you're not looking for a beer shower the next time you go to the stands, are you? <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of no, I'm not looking forward to having to smell like beer all game. If it uh, was a beer though, what what beer would you want? Uh, well, if it was. Playing, but while playing football, probably something light like a Coors. Actually, no, we're, 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 we're Budweiser, Bud Light, yeah, Bud Light. Yeah, Bud Light. You gotta yeah. be, be pissed, man, if you don't uh, if you don't nail down the brand here. Uh, no beer for me. I'm just kidding, guys. It's water, water, water and Gatorade for me. Water and Gatorade, and maybe a little bit of popcorn, the dry stuff. New segment on the handoff called "Who Would You?" And I'm gonna give you a series of questions beginning with "Who Would You?" And I want you to and I want you to use a teammate. For each answer, and then maybe just give me a you know a brief reason why. Okay, okay. <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. Who would you want beside you in a scrap two on two? Uh, toss up between Jamarcus Hardrick or Suk Chung. Just their, I mean, their their antics on the field speak for themselves. I don't really need to say more. I mean, probably Yoshi. Yo- Yoshi's got like he's he's got his psycho, and then there's like. I feel like he would kill for you. Like he would oh, be yeah. the guy that would murder Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. I mean, if I was walking down the street and I asked Yoshi to do something crazy for me, I mean, he he would he would do it. So uh, I mean, that's that's a guy that uh, will do anything for for his brother and and uh, definitely a guy you want his back. I think I feel like Yoshi's got more fighting experience than Suk does too. So I'm gonna go with Yoshi. Who would you trust, babysitting your daughter Hazel? Uh, probably like. Dressler or Mike Miller. Mike Miller, actually. He's got two kids, and he's my locker buddy right beside me. So, at all those guys, at all the guys who have kids, I know Mike probably the best, and I could trust Mike. Underrated guy, man. East oh. Coaster, so he's got that. He's, he's got a, that personality. He's a beauty, man. He's like, he's one of the sweetest guys on the team. Like, and and a warrior on the field too. He's really quiet, and you know, and he likes hockey too. So, I mean, we're we're gonna go skate actually this weekend. So we're looking forward to that. What about Karen, though, man? What about Karen? You robbed Karen of a million dollars. I heard his nickname went from Mike Miller to Mike Millie. Mike Millie, On that yes. penalty on special teams. Is he yes. still called Mike Millie? Clearly not from the expression on your face. Mike Millie, uh, Mike Millie gets, gets thrown around a little bit, but, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike's, uh, Mike's a good dude. Who would you want as a roommate on the road? You get your own room right now, right? Yeah, I got my own room. Okay, so if, if you were... Rookies, rookies gotta gotta share rooms. They gotta bunk up, or it is. Yeah. Uh, so see, let's 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 fast forward. Really, right. if you could pick on, but you have to pick a bunk. Uh, right now, I would I would room with Sook. I would room with uh, Dembski. I would room with. I, don't know, I really hate roommates though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'd room with I'd room with Nichols. I'd honestly I'd room with anyone. I'd room with anyone. I wouldn't I wouldn't be too picky. I mean, I, Come I, on, like, there's got to be a guy that you know you wouldn't room with. There's I would, there's I'll, I'll 60 it, guys in there. There's got to be what? I would I would room with all of the all of the starters on offense, and like the older guys, older guys on offense for sure. There's a couple of defensive guys I would not want to room with for sure, but uh, 
yeah, most 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 of the older guys on offense, I I don't want to room with. Okay, this one's gonna be an interesting one. Who would you trust with your fiance <laughs> in a weekend in Vegas? A weekend in Vegas. Man, I gotta go. My guys hook again or Matthias Goosen. Goose would be all right. I tell you, who I wouldn't trust my fiance. With the <laughs> that seems like a longer <laughs> list. It's a longer list. No, I mean. Uh, <laughs> so you name the two guys that you would trust, yeah. and the rest are off. Yeah, the rest are off. Yeah. Okay, moving on from that one. Okay, <laughs> who would you trust to pick out your outfit? Uh, Chris Randall. He's got some style. Uh, that's about it, man. Me, me and Chris kind of got similar, similar taste in clothing, but other than that, that's, that's where it ends, really. You ever walk around to guys and be like, hey, bro, you know what, look. Like, yes, you, all you, the time. <laughs> that was the one thing I was blown away by is, like, how sloppy we look on the road sometimes. Like, guys were in, like, sweats and, like, polos. Because in BC, we'd always have to have a sports coat on, slacks. That's Wally, you know, man. Collared, collared shirt, like, old school. I'm like, okay. So guys would, like, have suits on, full-blown suits. And I show up in like a suit uh, the first couple of road trips. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, we got to get the fashion police out here because guys look a mess. And then we tried to clean up a little bit and then it just kind of went in the wayside again. But I mean, that's Osh though. Osh is a guy that doesn't want to put that on. So, I mean, we're not going to have to put it on either. But I mean, it's, it's gotten better. But the first, first year, it was, it was real sloppy. You are who your coach is. So last one, who would be the best guy to take a cross-country road trip with? So you're spending time with them in a car non-stop so you got to talk with them you got to hang with them you know you got to live with them all kind of all these questions wrapped up except for the fiance and the babysitting stuff yeah <laughs> i mean this the this the same guys have been kind of mentioning i mean uh yeah i, I mean, guess so. sook sook patty patty's good stuff too patty newfeld he's violent man eh? i'll put him in a fight he's chirpy yeah, i saw him last yeah, game he's not afraid to give the yeah, verbal and physical jabs i mean the whole line is uh all good dudes I mean, I'd I, be fun to go on a trip with them, like a big road trip on like a, a big RV. That'd be fun. Um, One bathroom's on RVs, eh? Oh yeah, that, that'd be an issue. That'd be an issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like honestly, our whole, our whole offense is is I vibe with all those guys, and they're they're all good, all good dudes. And I mean, they all have uh, everyone's from a, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's got like a different different background, different different walks of life, and um, it's amazing to be a part of a group like that and and to have a common goal and and to be such a unit and and be such a force when you're out there. And that, that's that's the beautiful thing about football. That's why this game is so great because, you know, there's 12 guys out there that are working working towards a common goal and to, to be successful as, as a team, as a unit, is in, with so many different characters. I mean, in, in hockey and basketball, one guy can take over a game and, and, and make a difference. And, and, and in football, you need you, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback, running back, receiver is. If, you're, if, not every, if everyone's not working together, you're not going to go anywhere. So, uh, I mean, again... We got we got twelve guys on that offense that that I can vibe with at any point in time and and you know trust them with my wife and my daughter and you know and in, and in the back alley so I mean I got I'm blessed with a, a lot of great guys. Last thing before we before we head out, Alcatcher, head athletic therapist for this team, worked his three hundredth game last week. You know to the people around this building at Investors Group Field, they obviously adore him. His peers around the league consider him among the best. Just. What can you say about um, him in, in your years here, and, and just how valuable he is to this team? I mean, I, I was a I was an interesting cat. I mean, when I when I first met him, I thought he was just a grumpy, miserable guy, but he's just so professional. And I mean, once I kind of got past that that tough exterior that he has, 
I mean, he's he's a sweetheart, man. He's uh, he's a guy you can joke around with and have fun with, and you know, he he cares so much about the health of the, the guys and making sure guys get back. And um, you know, he's just just a beauty. I mean, guys, the guy stays here late. He's here super early, and you know, you know, he's so consistent, right? He's he's always a guy that you know is 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 always doing the right thing, and and uh, just a consummate pro and, and professional, and um, great trainer, great guy. Um, you know, and, and during the games too, he's still young. Like he's so young. It's, I, I was like, how, when did you start? When you were like 20? He's like, yeah, I was, I was young. I mean, for him to, you know, still be here and, and doing what he's doing. I mean, I look at a guy like Billy Rochelle in BC. He's like 60 or 70 now, I think. And uh, I mean, these guys are just, I mean, the guys that have been around this league for 40 to 50 years and, and uh, all, the, all the faces and the guys that they've seen, it, it's kind of amazing to see all the bodies that come through, you know, through through an organization over those years and all the personalities and you know to, ha to still be able to handle them the way that they do because I mean you get down there and after around this time is it's like oh my god I'm getting sick of this guy a little bit and I mean for him to handle that in, in the way he does it's uh, it's amazing so uh, um, yeah kudos to Al kudos to Al and kudos to you Andrew thanks so much uh, thank you listeners out there for listening to another uh, episode of the handoff with Harrison Hamilton we'll see you next time thanks guys.